Hey, everybody. What is going on? Welcome back to the Chris Czar Show. This week, we got another awesome conversation with another awesome guest. What makes this person so awesome? You say this about everybody. Well, I fucking mean it. (laughs) I fucking mean it, and I really mean it this time. This woman did not find herself born into the most cushy of situations. You could say it was actually quite chaotic. She shares a little bit about what I mean by that in the conversation you'll see. She didn't just tuck her tail and wait for life to pass her by. No. She left everything she knew behind. She took a huge chance by moving to a city where she didn't really know anybody. She wasn't guaranteed any type of financial security. She just had a dream and made it happen. And I fucking love that. I love that so goddamn much. You know what else I love about her? She's the type of woman who could probably just get by on her looks. But you know what she chooses to do instead? Hustle, hustle, hustle. She's well-read. She has incredible drive. She crushes it in the office and... On top of all this type A energy, and let me tell you, her battery is unmatched. She also has an incredibly wild and fun side. She's a Burning Man veteran, a a peace-giving yoga teacher, and every community that I've seen her be a part of absolutely adores her because she just knows how to spark joy in people. So, I hope you have as much fun in this conversation as I did, because fucking A, I felt really lucky to have her, and I'm really excited to put out this episode with her with you. Everybody, please give a great, warm welcome to the great and powerful Hannah Bobion. Hello. Thank you, Christopher. Yeah. You nervous? Yes, of course. <laughs> you know me. Yeah, because, uh, I mean... Because I'm twitching right now. <laughs> no. Because uh, your, your bandwidth, man, like your energy level, you, uh, you run at an RPM that is unfamiliar to most people. And I think some of that could be conflated with being excited or being anxious, being nervous. You know, just know. high RPMs, dude. What is the RPM? Be specific. <laughs> Give me a song that represents my energy. Oh, so like a BPM. Mm-hmm. I see. Well, yes, we're going BPM. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make it make sense to me. That's that's a that's a good analogy, actually. You know, instead of going with cars, going with music. You can't you can't say any of your sad boy songs. No, me. it's not any sad boy <laughs> song. That's for sure. That's way too down tempo. Give me some tech house. Yeah, I was gonna say it's gotta be it's gotta be something in that lane. Um Okay, so on the low end of the spectrum, you have like a Who's Afraid of Detroit by Claude Von Stroh. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Uh-huh. Okay. It's like subtly upbeat. You know? Okay. Yeah. Um It's like there but not like fully in your face. Okay. because yeah, I wouldn't want people to think that just because you're high energy, you're like really in people's faces, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because uh, mm-hmm. you do, you gotta, you, you do yoga. You got, you got some chillness about you. <laughs> um, and then in the, let's see, in the higher realm, mm, 
Oh, I guess before I go too high, there's going to be something in the realm of like driving lane eight. Ooh, you know what I mean? saying that. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is fitting. <laughs> no, but I was thinking like, uh, like a road trip that has some pace to it. Okay. You know, it's like you're in the car Consistent. and you're like excited to go there. Cruise mm-hmm. control is at like 80. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So it's it's comfortable. You don't even notice that you're going that fast, but like mm-hmm. you're driving. And then at the highest end, hmm. Whatever. No big room. <laughs> Let's say. Yeah. Yeah. You want to self-nominate a song? Yeah, because that's that's a it's a tall now task. I, now I like you're gonna consult I your know, phone. This is this is a big task. Yo, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm actually gonna look through my. What's been what's been the vibe lately? Tantra, the Tantra playlist. <gasps> yes, so on fire. Spotify this oh, year. Mm, Muy excelente. I just saw Corolla Dust. Ooh, you saw them at Music Box. Yes. I thought about going to that show. Yeah. How was it? <sighs> okay, truthfully. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy it for many reasons, but I love that artist and I will continue to listen to them. Did you listen to their new album before you went? Um, yes. Is there a newer album? Yeah. The Violet Drive album. Oh, yes. That's why they're on tour. Yeah. Okay. I thought that album was okay. That's why I didn't go. I was like, oh, the show's going to be mostly showcasing those songs. So kind of, but I think it was more like the people who didn't make it great for me. Oh, I know. Man, the people that were there. (laughs) <laughs> it's just a lot of my friends <laughs> it was like too many of my friends from oh. different friend groups so I it was see. like a lot of different i don't know i just wanted to enjoy the show you know yeah but it was it felt like people wanted my attention but i, I wasn't willing to give it <laughs> at that point yeah that's that's got to be tough for somebody like you right because it's not when i say somebody like you i mean on the one hand you are very kind so you're not going to put on a rude face. You're not going to use a rude voice unless you absolutely have to. At least that's in my experience. <laughs> and uh, and then beyond that, it's like uh, <laughs> you're also, uh, you, you have a lot of charm to you. So like oh. those different friend groups would be like, uh, I want to talk to Hannah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> right? Because there's some friends which like you like. But in terms of like charisma and like want to interact with them, you're cool if they're just around. Mm-hmm. At least as a guy, we feel that way about many of our friends. And a lot of those friends are our favorite friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and then there's some people who you get, um, when I say excited to see, I don't necessarily mean that's better. It's just there's something about them which inspires a desire to converse and like, mm-hmm. yo, like, how you been? Let's catch up. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So if you're at a show and you have those ingredients, Mm-hmm. I could see that being a problem. Let's say I, I went to the bathroom for 30 minutes and made my way to the front by myself. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he was a good performer, though. I will say that. Nice. Yeah. There's only so much you can do when you, like, have to sing and, you know, use the keyboard and such. Like, you can't move around too much. But when he had the freedom to do so, it was it was great to watch. Yeah. And it, it makes a difference, too. Like, yeah. being, a, being a showman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Like the first time I saw Glass Animals, uh, it was like maybe their first tour or like early Aww. on it. Yeah, so it was at North Park Observatory 
great venue. Yeah. But like as a stage presence, the lead didn't really have it. Oh, <laughs> at the still time. figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, still uh-huh. figuring it out. But I thought it was kind of special that I was seeing them at that stage. Yeah. Because I felt like they were going to be big and they well, ended they up know. headlining Crossed, you know, some years later. They did? Yeah, they did. Ocean View, I bet, right? Uh, I mean, I didn't see that show, but yeah, oh. probably. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't go to everything, believe it or not. You don't? Believe it or not. <laughs> I work a lot of it. I, uh, oh, I attend plenty. Yeah, man. What do you think pays for the studio, bro? I mean, the loft podcast studio. And also just living in San Diego in general. It's Bye. Oh, yeah. Wait, can I curse? Yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a single episode where I've not cursed. Yeah. Okay. Everything, everything is explicit. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> do you have to, do you have to do something different for that? Like if it's explicit. You have to toggle something. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Let, yeah. Let them know that it's explicit. PG-13. Definitely not. I think you get one F bomb. Really? <laughs> in PG thirteen. Yeah. Oh. That's what I heard. Yeah, I don't know how the ratings work. But uh yeah, 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 you can cuss. Okay. And <laughs> I don't I don't curse a lot, but it sometimes it just flows out, you know. Yeah. Shit. Fuck. Cunt. Continue. <laughs> I was gonna say like pussy. Tits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like putting me on the spot to curse, it like feels wrong. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that funny? It is. Yeah. Also knowing that like my mom does listen to this podcast every oh, once in a while. Oh, sorry, mother. No, no, no. Does it's she curse? Not as much as I do. Okay. Yeah, she's not like allergic to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. She uh but she doesn't often. It's cool that she kind of gets to know me quite a bit on this podcast. She gets <laughs> to know like uh a different side of me. Yeah. You know, it's like... Uh, Wait, I think I've heard you warn your mother one time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> More than once. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, because there's some stuff which you just might not want to hear from your son. Just like there might be some stuff that you might just not want to hear from your dad. You know? Yeah. Kinda, I'm going to let out a big burp. You ready? Okay, go. Oh. That wasn't Whoa, bad. Whoa, the echo's in my headphones right now? Crazy. Well done. Thank you. yeah so uh you know quite a bit about the housing market in san diego Mm. yeah you do you got uh you got an inside look because of uh, a little bit of career history and it's not necessarily what you're going to do for the long haul but perhaps these people don't really know you so yeah yeah. i mean tell them where you at in life right now that's a bold question while i'm like trying to quit my job (laughs) You think they'll listen to the podcast? Um, because I can oh, edit, edit that out. No, okay. no, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm I'm not like super. I was with like a, a few coworkers, but at this present moment in time, I wouldn't say I'm close to any of my coworkers. Okay, which is fine. Yeah, which, they're just like different people than me. Hmm. Like if if they saw my Instagram, for example, if they like knew what I did on my weekends or yeah. like throughout the week. It would very much astonish them. Oh, wow. Like, I'm just a completely different person in the office. Yeah. But. You got that, that office <laughs> polish. I know. But I'll still wear, like, Nikes or whatever. I teach yoga in my office, too. Oh, wow. So. Gotcha. So um, they see you as a refined professional who also does yoga. Yes. I am I am a refined professional. Who does I just yoga. balance yes. many things. Uh-huh. And I like to party. <laughs> I like to do other things. <laughs> yeah. You've been in the burn. 
Yes. More than once? Actually, I just finished a questionnaire for my camp oh. yesterday. Is that right? To get back in. Oh. Yes. I was a day late, but I'm technically, I have to be veteran status by now. Mm. This would be my fifth. So. Veteran burner. I Number know. five. Wow. Can't I can't say that to the the OG burners though. Nah, it nah, nah. Enough. But like, how old are you? Right now? Yeah. Twenty six. Twenty six. So you've been going to the burn since you were twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah, and uh, th- they'll respect that, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, my position is like pretty. So like, I work with the firefighters. <clears throat> and the position there, there's not a lot of. What am I doing? No, keep going. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought this was a cute for something. No. Um. So my position there, it's pretty... Can you hear me okay? Yeah. I'm just like confused with or without headphones. (laughs) Okay. But I... Like in my actual sector, so I work logistics for fire. And there's really only maybe like three to five people in that specific group. So like us who work it, we know each other and we know each other well. And like I'm a key part just as they are. So, they're definitely expecting me back, even though I was a little bit late on my camp questionnaire. I'm sure I'll be. Yeah. Fine. Did you miss a deadline, or were you just late? I did. It was on the 15th, which I did. You know, I I get a little sidetracked sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was thinking about it. And I was like, I feel like I should be paying my camp dues by now. Mm. So I looked into the information, and I was like, questionnaire due yesterday. But <laughs> it, still, it still let me submit it, so we're all good. Okay, so you got it in. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when you first, like when you went to your first burn, what <laughs> motivated you to go and what was the experience like? <laughs> it was, it was actually amazing. I didn't know what to expect truthfully. Like my ex at the time, his dad was the firefighter chief, which is how I got into that camp. Mm. Um, so we had just started dating and um, probably six months later, <clears throat> his that kind of stepdad gifted him two tickets to the burn so he asked me if I wanted to go I didn't even like research it or like look into it or anything before I went I just knew I needed to like survive so I prepared (laughs) for us and got there didn't again didn't really know what to expect knew it was going to be kind of gnarly um this was how (laughs) ill-prepared we were we went I I rented a u-haul like, uh, what is it made out of? Still? Like the U-Haul trailers, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. I used that, and I blew up a, uh, an air mattress. I put, like, lights on the inside, and that's where we slept. Wow. Meanwhile, <laughs> in the middle of the day, it's, like, 115 degrees. Oh, yeah. So, like, you wake up in the morning, and it, you're just, like, boiling inside that thing. Oh, yeah. Also, didn't think of the fact that when I unhitched it from my car, there was only two wheels. Hmm. <laughs> so, it was, oh, like, no. <laughs> a teeter-totter thing. Luckily, nice. my ex's kind of dad had, like, some bricks, so he, like, helped set it up so we would at least sleep level to the nice. floor. <laughs> cool. But, yeah, through the years, I got much, much better. Got myself a little shift pod. I'm comfortable now. Now that that ex was that a guy or a girl? It was a guy. Okay. I've never dated a girl. Oh, okay. You've only kissed a girl. Christopher. And you liked it. <laughs> Cute Katy Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so you were dating a guy. Yes. And um, was it his idea to go or was it yours? No, it was his. He definitely mm. wanted to 
truthfully, he is the one who introduced me to like this whole world of festivals. Wow. And yeah. Dang. I did a little bit of dibble dabbling, but he grew up here, so he's been <laughs> in the scene since he was like 15 years old. Yeah, dibble <laughs> dabbling. What do you mean by that? I mean, I went to like <laughs> like the insomniac raves at like the sports arena. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> and my sequin booty shorts. Oh yeah. And like knockoff Vans. Mm. That's that's fun. <laughs> With the Tessie, a full Tessie. Not oh, yeah. Yeah, Just at sports arena here in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. So that was an LED event. Yes. Yeah, that put you on the, on the fast track to be a fingers crossed. Fan. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Eventually. People go through that little fairy phase at first, you know, bright colors. You, you have to start shorts. somewhere. Yeah, in San Diego, that's you where you like start. I'll your, tell you that. Your rave days, mm-hmm. and then you start with like, Hoochie and Troy Boy. <laughs> you know. You do maybe. <laughs> uh, what What did you start out with? Mm. Yeah, my first love was what it, what trance. What introduced you? Oh, you yeah. started with trance. Yeah, my first love was trance. You yeah. know, I'm not that surprised by that. Right? Yeah. You're just a chill boy. That's me. You're like, get me in my vibe. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how you would dance to hype music. No, I, I just feel it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, wait, sorry. I assume that you were talking about trance music, but you said hyphy music? No, I am thinking of the contrast. Oh. Like, actually, hmm. Because I can dance to hyphy music. Kinda. <laughs> Wait, I can't. I can't even envision this. <laughs> no. No. God. Okay. Well. What would you do? A uh, little two-step. No. Put you back into it. I mean, a uh, little bit of arms up. You know, elbows out like shoulder height. Rocking. Okay. Yeah. Are you doing a little. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fans don't see what you're doing, but. <laughs> it's okay. Something with the elbows. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Actually, like one of my favorite shows that I've ever worked mm-hmm. was uh, when Rolling Loud came to L.A. Wait, that was like two years ago, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that went the show that I worked. I think that was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool. It was, a, it was a blast. Wait, did you attend before you worked it? No, 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 no. No, okay. I just worked it. Yeah. But I would like actually I was about to say I would go, but I would as a fan, I, I would feel a little bit out of place. Really? Yeah, 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 a little bit because um, because that music scene has a lot of intricacies to it. Like mm-hmm. there's different type of relationships amongst the artists. There's different things that are in the culture that, like uh, like a skate park, for example, they used one of those. Uh, what would you call? It? I'll call it a stable for now. Mm-hmm. At the like a like like they would have at the NOS Event Center. Mm-hmm. Like they made a skate park in it. I was like, I did not see that coming. Wait, that's kind of sick. Yeah, like really fucking sick, right? And I guess maybe now that I've been once, I actually would feel cooler about it. But like one of their food stands was actually a, a cereal stand. <gasps> right, I know. Oh my God. Yeah. Did they have like cereal Rice Krispie Treats? Yes, that and better. With edibles? Uh, not that. Oh. <laughs> but they were like cereal sponsored by different artists. And my brother Devin, who like collects the Travis Scott Reese's box, oh you know, he'd be like really fucking hyped about it. And so yeah. like, that's what I mean. You know, it's like, uh, I don't have a passion for it in that way. And because of that, I don't know if people would consider me to be a real fan, but because I work there because I like the festival, that's why I was going to say I go back because mm-hmm. I had a good time. Like on the low, 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 there were some spots in there, which, uh, would like there was barbershops in there. So you can get what? like your beard, like tuned up. Yeah, oh or like God, your hair tuned up. 
Yeah, but they were also like you could also get weed there, uh -huh. which I thought was cool. I was Is there like, any weed there, Chris? No, I didn't. I already had some on me. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was really sick, and just getting a lens into the culture, I yeah. thought that that was really cool. I was like, of course, a barbershop would have fucking weed, you know? Damn. Yeah, yeah, it seems cool. Like the OB Market, buy a bong, get some weed. Bingo, dude. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I go back to that one and got a little hyphy on that one too. Uh, I've had a good time at like a DJ Mustard set. Granted, <laughs> I wasn't planning to be there, but I walked in and I was like, oh shit, this is fucking gang gang. <laughs> you rolling yeah. up like by yourself. <laughs> yeah, just like wandering through. Yeah, on some type of right side or left side? Uh, depends on the path. On that particular occasion, I was on the right side. Mm. Yeah, but when I when I'm in that space, I'm a I'm a journeyman. I'm like trekking along. I don't stop in any one place for too long. Mm. Yeah, famously nomadic amongst my friends. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I mean, you like to be that way too, right? Yeah, when I do things by myself. Oh, by myself. So, which is nice sometimes. Mm -hmm. But you usually go with a friend, right? Um, yeah, for a little bit more fun. Yeah. Sometimes. I can have fun by myself, for sure. But, like, sharing an experience with somebody is always nice. My <laughs> favorite thing is just with one person, though. Ah, one amigo. Yeah, because then you don't have to worry about what everybody else is interested in. You can just be on the same vibe. Mm -hmm. If you want a little something, you can be on the same vibe with one person. Yeah. And... It's just nice. Kumbaya. I want to give any shout outs to any plus ones that have been really good to you. Liza, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn. Liza. And My Brooklyn. Girls. Yeah. Depends on the show. And then yeah. it depends on the friend. Nice. Yes. Carlos is my little, my little rebel who will mm. go to spin with me at 2 a.m. when we have nothing else to do. Mm. And then Liza's a little bit of a grandma. You know, she goes to bed early. Mm. But... We're super affectionate with each other, so we want we want to just like have little quality time. That's the vibe. Yeah. Me and Brooklyn are gremlins together, so Ooh. we'll just keep it going from mischievous like, troublemakers. Yes. Yeah, I gotcha. Love her. This helps me out because if I see you out with someone, I know what kind of vibe you're on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you see me with Carlos, run. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Nothing. We just we just get into some trouble. Oh, yeah? Oh, gotcha. I thought you and uh, the gremlin would get in the most trouble, but um, you and Carlos do the we're most. We're good. Huh? Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Carlos yeah. is just like an OG. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so he's got good stuff. And he's a good person to be around, I think, in that sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But rarely does he ever bail. Oh, nice. So yeah. if you're trying to go the distance. Yeah. Gotcha. I see. Like, there's, yeah, I won't give examples. But yeah, those are the, those are the friends. Not without his consent. The main ones. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, what about a? <laughs> I've actually, I'm glad that I get the microphone to ask this particular <gasps> question. Um, your success rate at being on stage or backstage when you want to be. Oh gosh. Yeah. What's what's your success rate? Why are you trying to make me feel like I'm some hot girl <laughs> or something? <laughs> I'm like helping paint a picture for the audience. <laughs> you know. It's just when I, like, know who's playing. Okay. When I'm, like, actually friends with the artists or, like, I have acquaintances or we're in, like, similar circles or something. But you have been on stage when you didn't know the artist. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's it's a different... <laughs> okay, let me... 
So it, nobody pulls me on a stage or anything like oh, yeah. that. Okay. It's mostly just when I, like, for example, Bang Bang, I know the owners. So anytime see them there or him, whatever, it's easier to just go backstage whenever I want. Right, right. Spin, there's some friends that I know there. So if they're playing, then go backstage. Actually, I haven't been to Spin in a while, and they just change their... Yeah, I know they don't. Hours. They don't stay open until four anymore, which ruins everything. <laughs> I didn't know it's that like they were doing the that on the low. You go after all the other clubs go out. I know? didn't know they were doing that in like secret though. Neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> but they got away with it for, for years. For a long time, dude. So yeah. good for them. Good for them is right. You know how much money they made oh. during those hours? I mean, it's not like they were selling booze during those hours, but you know. But you're Actually, right. Actually, yeah, you're right. But in terms of like uh, cover. For afters, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that Seriously? was plenty. Yeah. By that time, it's like cash, at least fifty bucks. And there's really there's no shame in like selling waters at that time either. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just worked a show. I worked Solomon in LA recently. Wait, really? You, you gasp? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why are you surprised about that? How recently? Like last weekend. What the? F- <laughs> are you serious? You didn't know he was there. I was literally trying to mob with Brooklyn and Liza like last minute. Uh, <laughs> oh, that would have been so fun. I'm going to see yeah. him in, in Berlin, though, in Leipzig. Ooh, okay. Leipzig. <laughs> that's actually really cool. Yeah, that, that's sick as fuck. You should look forward to that. Yeah, he did a five-hour set in LA. It, was, it was really good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, and the money was good. And uh, the way that it worked out, and for those of you that don't know this on the air, one thing that I do to help pay the bills oh <laughs> while I'm while I'm climbing is uh, I'll, I'll bartend music festivals. I've been doing that for a long time. And for this particular show, uh, I went up to LA. It was at the USC Coliseum, and there's a lot of like hurry up and wait. So hurry up to sign in and then wait around for a while, and then hurry up to the place they're going to be stationed and then wait around a while, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, and then it takes a lot of time for people to come in, but once people are in, dude, it's consistent. Eat. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. I was at a bar that was by the stage, so I could feel the music. Uh huh. Yes, right. It was excellent in that regard. I didn't really see much because of how busy we were. Um, our last call was at eleven, one hour before the show ends, and my break, the one that I legally have to take, mm-hmm. <laughs> was I know right happened to be right after that. Last call happened. So, mm-hmm. stoke, right? Because that means that the people that are here are going to be just like putting shit away mm-hmm. and I'm going to go out into the crowd. <laughs> so, I spent like 30 minutes enjoying the set, went eh, decently far up. I didn't want to get too closed in. Mm-hmm. And visually, dude, the visuals were excellent. Really? Wait, was he outside or inside? Yeah, he was outside, but they had oh, the way that they did the panels and the lights and the lasers were muy excelente. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was really fucking cool and um i'm getting jealous <laughs> a little jealous <laughs> peanut butter you and me jealous. A video. What the heck? i posted it on my story okay it's, it's okay that's fine actually I, take, I did not post that on my story actually i was waiting to post it on my story because then it was mother's day and i was all mm. like oh this isn't like a thing to do on mother's day this is about moms and then now it's thursday <laughs> Mm. <laughs> and then we got it. So I'll do it. Um, but I'll show you. I'll show you when uh, when okay. we're done with this. And the last thing that I'll say about that was when I got back, there was one person running a terminal for water, and he was ringing shit up. Damn. Yeah, yeah. He probably did like another 
just by himself at least a g maybe two oh and that our selling waters yeah yeah Damn. and well i would imagine people who go to solomon shows mm-hmm. right yeah, especially at that hour too like they've been drinking they need some water yeah. probably they don't have any water stations because the temperature meant that they legally didn't have to do it so that's why they didn't do it and then also there's a new pos that they were using mm-hmm. which made it a little bit difficult for people not to tip and all the transactions <gasps> So it's just much more convenient to hit the button on the left, which was 18%. Ooh. And if people are like on psychedelics, they're just going to fucking, there you go. Right. So that guy. <laughs> How much are the waters? Like five bucks? Uh, seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at least a dollar a bottle. Yeah. Right. So okay. just as many bottles as he could do. It's probably like every bottle he passed across was like, ah. here's a dollar, here's a dollar, here's a dollar. So he probably made like a fucking at least another 200 bucks doing nice. that just have water yeah so when i got back i was a little less like i got the best deal <laughs> <laughs> out of the bunch but you know but you did enjoy a little bit of the show i did and i, and I love that i did I, yeah yeah i love that i did you know it's kind of wild it's like being sober at that hour and like going into the crowd where people are like mm-hmm. in the sauce or like just coming out of <laughs> Yeah. being in the sauce for a while <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's it's palpable for sure is yeah. that the same place where they did desert hearts like two weeks ago no that i heard was inside of the coliseum really mm-hmm. or did they have multiple stages i feel like they must have had multiple stages probably something. i'd imagine yeah it was a big it was a big ordeal yeah yeah you didn't did you go to that uh no i had just gone back-to-back b2b coachella and love machine <laughs> so the next yeah. weekend would have been desert hearts but people listening to this are like what the fuck is desert hearts oh what the fuck is love machine i know coachella <laughs> love machine <laughs> yes check out love machine if yeah. you love the tech it's got the fucking vibes really yeah go on because i haven't been so no, I, don't know, I don't know what it's like really mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah you should look their their stage setup is crazy it's different every single time okay yeah i'll, sh- I'll show you some shit after hmm. but or just follow them on Instagram. But like your experience there, what's what's the vibe like? Um, it's so it's like technically it's probably still a boutique festival. Oh really? Um, but great artists, mostly techno. I think the the owner is one of my friends, so he's trying to switch it up a little bit. Hmm. Um, but the backstage or the background of it, it's like these sacred rocks. It's in Jakumba. So this time they actually did some type of like lighting on the rocks for mm. example it's like the love machine logo and you just like flip around in the circle right below the stage and then you have the artist uh it's desert desert festival for sure so you get yeah. your fur coats um everything's pretty close like walking distance you camp got some good food it is a camping festival though yeah 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 so it's not like one you could stay at like a hotel at and go oh, to no yeah but that's uh camping festivals are the I think I agree, actually. A little I really dirty. Do. And yeah. it's nice when you like don't have to journey home. Like you could just It's stay close up enough to do and, that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And just crash Oh, out. oh, I thought you meant the commute. Because like Hakumba's not that well, far. Well it is. From San it's Diego, like an hour, but right? at the same time. But it's not as deep as Coachella and the traffic isn't that Ugh, deep. It's not no. it's not going to EDC. It's, it's not going to Electric Forest. Straight. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, then, have you been to Electric Forest? No, I haven't. But one time I got invited to work and I looked <gasps> into the like transportation for it Ooh. and it just didn't make sense. Yeah. Damn. You could have camped? 
I would have had to, yeah, I could have camped. Oh, but it's so far. So. Exactly. And I would have had to get camping supplies, like, to be able to go in and that type of thing. So, gotcha. yeah, I put, like, one or two flares up on social. Be like, is anybody going to this? But Ooh. nobody that I knew was or didn't tell me. Gotcha. I didn't see anybody do it, though. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's a big one. It's one that I want to yeah. do. But it is, cool. like, a big I'd the preparation. Say Midwest, East Coast type festival. We have a lot of festivals we can do out here on the West Coast. So, For sure. is there as big of a need to do it? You know, uh-huh. to like, ah, there's a lot of other places you can hang a hammock and see some good lights and some good music, right? But, uh, just like being in the trees. Sounds yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it does sound amazing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> what? I, I was just thinking, so, uh, <laughs> we were talking about how, or we were, I brought up something earlier about you knowing a lot about the housing industry in San Diego. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we, we got talking <laughs> about, like, festivals and stuff. And, Don't know how that happened. Nah, and we made some jokes about you being a hot girl, <laughs> like, going to music festivals. But and uh, just so that we, there's somebody out there that's not, like, rolling their eyes that thinks, oh, okay, this is, like, some broad that Chris R. brought into a podcast. Broad. Broad, yeah. No, I'm... I'm a. Uh, You're multidimensional. Okay, that's for yes. sure. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, you have a. <laughs> you got some ambition. You got some drive. You got some industry too. You got a lot of hustle. That, that's <laughs> for sure. Um, and I'm gonna ask you about the things that you write <laughs> uh, on, on the on the closet door. Okay. Um, wait. Do you still in your new place? Do you have a closet door you can write on? I was literally just thinking about this. So yeah. I'm trying to get. I don't have any mirrors in my room. Oh, weren't weren't. Ah uh, no. Um, I have like, so I do this like collage thing on my walls with like my art Hmm. and then like I'll sprinkle in a mirror into the midst of it. Like one will be six by 12 and then one will be like 12 by nine kind of thing. There's only two mirrors realistically, but there's nothing, there's not enough room for me to actually draw on them or write on them. I see. Yeah. But I am missing that in my life. I need yeah. some like reminders. That's the biggest thing about those, like mm. writing some type of like quote or something that just like sinks me back into what I really need to cater to. Because obviously I can get distracted. I just <laughs> go through my day, and next thing I know, I'm it's the end of the day, and I've done twelve things. But right, yeah. And those quotes were always like profound too. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And your sources for them. You said you were just pulling yeah. from, like, what you read or where else yeah, would you get Yeah, so from? either, like, books. Honestly, Nikki Ray Bowes, love her. Um, that was one of the ones that I had last time you saw it before I moved out yeah. of the house. She's legit, man. I know. Yeah, Nikki's a fucking mayor of OB. I know you shouldn't, <laughs> like, I idolize anybody. Like, that's not right. a thing. And she wouldn't like, want to be idolized either. No, I know. Uh, so, 100%. like, I would, I would never, you know, be like, I bow to you. Yeah. No. But, but there's that feeling about her. I will say that. Oh, my God. Like, doing my teacher training with her, it was yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, she's elite. Like, people can shift into this space of, like, you have somebody who is who you want to be almost. Hmm. Um so it's easy to confuse that with, hmm, how do I want to say this? Like it. Take your time. It's okay. Mm, nah. nah. Okay. So yeah, I really like her. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so there's some things that sometimes she'll say th- during like my yoga practice mm-hmm. and it just hits me different Yeah. when I'm like open to receiving that knowledge. So I'll like ponder on it and maybe reframe it in a way that like makes best sense to me or like my life at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's when I'll write it on the board. I've only ever taken like maybe two of her teachings for it. Mostly it's come from like books or poems. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, poems. I know. There's this one called Love Dogs by Rumi. Okay. That one stuck with me for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Love Dogs. Love Dogs. Yeah. I got, I got some Rumi on that shelf over there. Really? Yeah. If I run across it, I'll, I'll think of you. It's a good one. Yeah. It's good for like spiritual development. Nice. It's like a border. It's like an opening of like showing you what spiritual development can be. Yeah. Which cross intersects paths almost with like religion like defining the two <laughs> or like separating the two yeah because like everybody just grows up religious not spiritual yeah you know? everybody well a good chunk of people yeah you grew up sure. with all kinds of i did yeah i know yeah so I, I would agree with you yeah that like most people most most everybody in some frame yeah and for a lot of parents i'm sure it's like a good uh guide rail that they can give to kids yeah. which is also a source that isn't directly from them mm-hmm. <laughs> so like i'm sure it takes some responsibility off the shoulders like oh. do it because god told you to <laughs> yeah i know or like yeah. throwing an ipad in a kid's face or something like that oh. yeah um or having like a sense of community you know helping people like determine what right from wrong is even if it's something that they don't end up sticking with which is yeah. something that i got which is from the thing that you pointed out because i had exposure to mm-hmm. definitely more than one mm-hmm. yeah um but i'm really glad that you brought up that there can be a difference between spirituality and religion mm-hmm. and uh in the yoga teacher trainings that i've led that's been a question that's come up in every training i'm really? always yeah what is the question yeah. reiterate yeah so the way that the training goes is I will always open up the practice with asana. And the reason why I do that is because people that are going to this are doing it for that reason primarily. They're looking for a benefit to the body. That's what you originally think of. You're like, yoga, it's physical. Right. Mm-hmm. Certainly as Americans, right? Certainly in, in a modern stage. Whereas at the origin, or at least as far as like the yoga sutra is concerned, it has mostly to do with the mind. Mm-hmm. And so there's the way that I go about the training is let's begin where we are and we'll go back as far as we can go and we'll cover the space in between. So that's pretty much how the arc of the training goes. And at some point there's a part that we'll get to, which talks about now, for example, uh, Ishvara Pranidhana mm. and that being like a, a path of yoga that people can go on or like, uh, or like Bhakti is like a, a lane of yoga instead of karma, et cetera, et cetera. So without getting too technical <laughs> for like the listener's ears, um, after the morning practice, there'll be a break, there'll be a lunch. And then because I know that they're having something to eat, here's a good time that we ought to have a discussion, right? So we're not going to be very mobile, but let's cover some themes. And sometimes it's philosophy, sometimes it's statistics, but sometimes I get to pose the question because of where we are. Say we're at, we're doing like an arc of the training that has themes in the chakras. Mm-hmm. And so now we've gotten to the crown. Mm-hmm. And so Ooh. I know, right? Juicy. And so we'll <laughs> get to there. And we've already covered this arc that's begun with like 
basic needs, pleasure, willpower, heart space, communication, intuition. And then we got to there. And mm-hmm. so I'll open up the floor to questions like, uh, were you raised on any religion? Do you believe in God? And when I pose that question, I don't just <laughs> ask the crowd. What I do is I parse them out into groups of like three to four. And then they talk about amongst themselves. And then when we come back, when that time is up, there'll be one person that speaks on behalf of the, of the group. Sometimes they share their story. Sometimes they pick someone from the group. Sometimes they share a consensus or differences. And then I just write it up on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. And then like a follow-up question is I'll ask, <laughs> what do you think of people who say I'm spiritual but not religious? <laughs> and that one's a juicy one too because some people are like, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> right and some people are like i don't even know what that means and so we get an opportunity to explore that that sounds like such a fun conversation right it is really cool it is really cool and when you have different demographics of people like in one training i had out of the 16 students 14 of them claimed to be christians actively practicing christians whereas in the training right after that out of the 15 people that were in it only one person said that they were religious and they were sikh yeah so it's like you ask that question depending on your like audience you can go in completely different directions yeah yeah yeah. so it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and the direction that i if they ask me like what my take is on it i'll let them i'll quote something that my teacher krishna said in india and that was wait your teacher's name was krishna 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 g yeah Right? Really dope. <laughs> really dope, yeah. Shout out to him and shout out to Sangeeta too, man. She uh, she had some teachings which still catch up with me Is every once in a while. Is that the one in SF? In, no, that was the one in Rishikesh. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And one of the sayings that Krishna had was uh, when he would speak of God, uh, the term that he would use would be cosmos. Mm. And he liked that word cosmos more because... You're nodding your head because you, you feel the sentiment of it. It's like, that's the word that... The higher power. The higher power that encapsulates everything. Yeah. As far as we know. Instead of like defining or like using the term God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of like referring to perhaps a bearded man in the clouds mm-hmm. or, uh, or a woman with eight arms. You know, it's <laughs> like it's the cosmos. It's like people can conceptualize Source. without any... Yeah. Without any discrepancy of like oh okay source cosmos mm-hmm. so it's like if somebody asked me what higher power do you honor it's like i definitely have that one i definitely have that one yeah and i'm comfortable with using the word god too um it definitely depends on like the crowd <laughs> <laughs> that i'm with for sure yeah if you were to get, if you were to say like with any crowd i would lean more towards cosmos than i would with god yeah but you know like my dad's cousin's a bishop yeah yeah and um and i know that like when my mom's talking about it with me we're talking about the same thing mm-hmm. yeah i yeah uh, the jesus thing is interesting though right dude to this day i'm like the father <laughs> the son the holy spirit God. Dude, I heard fuck, what comedian was it? God damn. I don't want to say this without referencing that comedian. All right. If you're the comedian out there that has that bit, you can reach out to me on Instagram <laughs> at Christopher Zar. You let me know that this is your bit 
and I will tell everybody that this is your bit because I thought this was excellent. The bit was people that are like Catholics and Christians can conceive of something like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but they can't picture more than two genders. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a left turn, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was excellent. Yeah. Wait, that is good. Right? I thought so too. I was like, yeesh. Oh, it's again just another way like humans take something of value and like mm-hmm. twist it towards their own. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all trying to make sense mm-hmm. of things. Of things. But which... no one is like better than the other. Like well, mm. Hold on, I recant. <laughs> I recant that statement. There's definitely some beliefs that should backspace, not be. Backspace, backspace, backspace. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, everything should like still be respected to a level as long as you're not harming anybody or like mm. intruding on every anyone else's like livelihood. Himsa, himsa non-violence yeah. baby. Non-violence baby. Yeah, that's a one thing I'll bring up in the training too is like the interpretation of a himsa of non-harming versus non-harm or sorry non-violence versus non-harm i said the same thing twice sorry about that <laughs> i'm like you lost me yeah no. yeah yeah and so oh. violence oh. Sorry. it's okay forgive hannah please it's her first time <laughs> is it your first time on a microphone yes hmm. yes two turntables and a microphone my dad would like that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah forgive hannah it's a it's her first time on a mic that's um, <laughs> it's okay. But uh, non-harming versus non-violence. Uh-huh. And how on its face, the difference there is very subtle. Like it seems to be pretty close to the same thing. And then you give it a second look and you might think to yourself, can you harm someone without being violent? And the answer is yeah. y- yes. Right. And then can you be violent without being harmful? Yeah. What's the example that you have? Well, violent towards which way is the violence and the harm? Is it Hmm. with yourself or is it with others? I mean, in that case, would it matter? Mm. Like, do you have an example of whether it's with the self or with others doing something violently that's not harmful? My mind goes in dark places. That's okay. Chains and whips excite me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Uh, in a place that's not so dark. Story for you after this. <laughs> All right, cool. On uh, a way that's not as dark. Although we can go there, I'm sure the crowd would love it. <laughs> but uh, on a not so dark place, um, to dribble a basketball violently—that was something that I would coaches would tell us. And it's like to to be fierce about the way that you dribble instead of being gentle about it or casual about it and like that description of dribbling a basketball made a huge difference in the way that we handled it we got a lot more sharp it forced us to have a lot more control with it too and led to less steals and so i know that's an example that isn't applicable for many people because not everybody plays basketball but to have examples of doing something harmful that isn't violent like people can think of those pretty easily. There are examples where you can have violence and have it not be harmful. Sometimes in the 
actual thing that you're doing and sometimes in the intention with what you're doing it, which I'm sure you were referring to just a moment ago. Or even the non-intention, like the ripple effects of your actions could be harmful mm. to others without even realizing. Dude. Yeah, man. So like probably. Good I point. Mean, really good point. Yeah. I feel like that's, yeah. I mean, I'm just such a cautious person when it comes to like the way that I move through the world nowadays like i really try to, <laughs> try to not be reckless and like yeah. not cause any type of harm mm-hmm. um which i don't think i've ever purposely done or like intentionally done but just being in sensitive places or like being at low lows it's like much more conscious mm. yeah you have to have that a little bit first mm-hmm. yeah and there's lessons that you you get to learn mm-hmm. i was gonna say have to learn but you you get to learn with regards yeah, to not everybody learns that's for sure uh yeah good point yeah so they don't learn from it and that they change but the experience happens and so there's a learning moment which occurs mm-hmm. whether or not there's a shift yeah, who knows but um without those you know you do things on accident that you don't even realize would lead to somebody feeling harmed and mm-hmm. that that's a bummer right especially when it's completely uh-huh. unintentional and then it's like your actions come from different places from you, which you might not even uncover yet. Yeah. So it's like you're unconsciously making these choices that are maybe even triggering somebody else's unconscious. <laughs> yeah. <whatever. laughs> and so the chain <laughs> continues. Ah, life. Ah, karma. Interactions, human yeah. experience, bizarre. Yeah. And it's, it's not just us individually. Mm-hmm. At least that's not what it appears to be to me. There's um, a notion of being a vehicle for the cosmos to experience itself. Like, I know that one's like a little bit far out, but I feel that way certainly when, when I am teaching yoga. It's like, people are like, yo, when you say things, did, did you plan to say it? And mostly the answer is no. Mostly it's, I'm in a space where I am an antenna for a source to reach. And then I, like, it, like, speaks through me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, right. It's so cool. And it, the best part about it is, like, you will get some type of, like, reaction or relation with somebody else. Like, it's going to hit somebody else. Yeah. Or, like, spark something else. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been so many times, like, when I just started yoga, where somebody, like, my teacher would say one thing, and just hearing it a certain way in a certain, like, open heart setting, like, Mm -hmm. safe setting, it just relates a lot more. Yeah. Like, translates to the core. And I think that's why the messages get sent through. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not... Something's supposed to happen there. Mm Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. So, I think with, with regards to Nikki... She definitely has, like, <laughs> she's capable of tapping into something that's just quite Absolutely. a bit deeper, in my opinion, and, and much more profound. And to her, I'm sure it's, like, it's just very, I've just been, like, reading this lately, or this thing is related to me, and so I wanted to share this with you. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, she's like a sage. <laughs> okay, this is kind of embarrassing. Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah. I have, like, this weird, like... I think it's more so just, like, learning from her and, like, the fact that I was going through so much at that particular 
time in my life too. Like the combination of Nikki's voice, like sometimes if I don't take her class for a while um, and then I come back, her voice, guiding breath work, like literally I'll start my practice, she'll prepare us for a little bit breath work and I'll already be tearing up. Like something <laughs> switches in me to where it's just so safe and comforting and if I haven't felt that in a while, yeah, it's just like, Bah, like a little release like from the get-go yeah. and i yeah now nah, you call me a sad boy but yeah <laughs> but what chris I don't, what i don't think i cry as often as you do i honestly i probably cry like once a week but <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of nice <laughs> it's yeah. nice to feel the feels ah gotcha yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> there's um <laughs> you ever uh, seen a show called it's always sunny in philadelphia um maybe like two episodes but i know what you're referring to okay so there's a character in that by the name of dennis and i haven't seen a lot of episodes in fact i know more of it from like short bits that i see on instagram uh-huh. <laughs> than i do by watching the show but uh one of the themes of that dennis is kind of like a psychopath <laughs> <laughs> and there's at one point in the show where he's all like <laughs> it's like Oh, she's made me feel feelings again. It's like, do you remember feelings? And the guy he's talking to is all like, you haven't been having feelings? <laughs> yeah. Just like numb to it all. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the weirdest part about that is that there was actually a segment in my life where I relate to that a little bit. It was in my late teens. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Leading up to the first time that I did mushrooms, actually. Ooh. Yeah. Did that yeah. make you feel feels again? Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, it's. Um, I feel like that experience. Wait, first off, mm-hmm. why were you not feeling feelings? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a really good question. I actually haven't pondered that question at length, but I do remember feeling a little bit of pride at the notion that it had been years since I've cried. Mm. Oh, sorry. There's another one. Uh, there'd been a good stretch of time, and it's kind of a weird thing to have some pride for. Like, looking back, I don't know why that would even be something to be proud of. But regardless of that, I think that there is a drive for success, which in an imbalanced expression likes to think of feelings as something that gets in the way. And so if you're a person that is an achiever and you're looking to make logical decisions, having emotions not be a part of the equation seems like a level-headed thing to do. Now, I put that in like the good side of what I was doing and maybe why it was going on. On the opposite side of that coin, I'm sure it had something to do with not wanting to feel particular things. And then that wall circling around and blocking the other things out, too. Mm-hmm. Became like this. <laughs> this, like, lower equilibrium. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, dampened the emotions quite a bit. Yeah. And feel that? Yeah. Any suspicions on what those things might be? I mean, dare I call you out on this podcast? Yeah, go for it. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I got my heart on my sleeve here. Go for it. I don't know. 
You don't know. Daddy things. Oh, there we go. Daddy issues. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure at that age too, when you're like trying to, you're like stepping into your own manhood kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, what direction can I go? And also, like, what is the example given to me, or like, what kind of relationship do I want to? Yeah, I mean, like, what what step do I want to go in? Excellent points across the board. And uh, you know a little bit of my story about my father, my biological dad, and my stepdad, who I just called dad. Um, My father I just called pops for the most part. And people on the podcast, they know that. And uh, if things were awesome, (laughs) I'm sure there wouldn't need to be a reason to discern the difference or to sift those things out. And uh, you're pointing to a good thing there, which is if there was a figure which was a clear example of something to aspire to, then perhaps this type of hang-up wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. That was not... Almost like a pause. Like you didn't know what to do, so you were suppressing it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think anger, frustration, to not have those things be something which motivated my actions and instead of responding with that type of anger just muting it and then stuffing that down led to the muting of everything else were you scared to take the wrong course i don't know what to do with anger i actually yeah to this day i actually still don't Mm -hmm. yeah so i end up being fairly conflict avoidant in that aspect and when the conflict does happen, I feel like I don't have, I, like I feel like I'm white knuckling, like keeping the anger down. And then when it comes out, it's like fucking, <laughs> it like steam blowing from my hairs. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't get directed at the casual person. That doesn't happen. And I'm very thankful for that. It doesn't come out on people that I'm close to. I'm also very happy for that. But, uh, I know I've had some instances where like I will blow up at my pops in ways that I don't blow up at anybody else. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, I hit a frequency that I don't hit with anybody else. And what about it, yourself? What's that? Do you take the heat yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it like, it like eats me up. Mm-hmm. Like it, it consumes my thoughts. Like for example, recently I had my car window smashed. And it's not the first time that's happened, right? Again? Wait, really? <laughs> right. I know. Oh. Yeah, fucking A. Good right? old downtown vibes. I'm sorry to hear that. It wasn't that. even downtown, dude. Oh. I know. I don't want to talk about okay. it. Okay. But I'm not going to talk about that. What I'm going to talk about is how afterwards I wouldn't even have like a particular person in mind. It was like you could think of like a, like a weak character avatar. Just like to some fucking nobody. But I would have these fantasies of me catching them, like smash my window in and me having like a, an American History X moment with them. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, whoa, man. Correct. No kidding, dude. And like I would try to like downregulate it a little bit. And then like the fantasy would shift from like putting this person's teeth to the curb to like putting them in a headlock. And 
like accidentally putting them to sleep before the officers arrive. I'm like, oh, I had to do it because they were escaping, right? Mm. But even then, it's like uh, that's not me, you know? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not me. And so, what happens instead of like those things being carried out or those things being fed at all is mm. mentally, I'll kind of like I'll see the space in between what I'm seeing and the witness that's seeing it. And the witness that sees it is like, oh, we're not going to do that. I'm like, you're right. We're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And then it'll level down and then it'll level down. And at some point, I'll get to a space where it's really difficult for me to have a good day. I'm not my usual cheerful self. I'm pretty mute, pretty bland, pretty level. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I have to like low boil it off. And I don't don't like doing that. And so what I do instead is I try to fix conflicts as quick as possible. It's like when I had a roommate, if something would come up, just really bluntly be like, let's talk about this for a little while. And I found out what his thing that he would like to do when he wanted to do that, which was sit on the balcony and smoke a cigarette. So was I a person that was really into smoking cigarettes? No. But if that was the thing that was going to have this conversation had, then we'd have it. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the end of it and we'd have a, res- a resolution and then those things wouldn't build up. Yeah, that's the best way to go about it. Thanks. Just nip it in the butt right away. So have I matured? Um, I mean, if you're thinking of the Wii characters and curb stomping people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't grown enough for the fantasies not to pop up, but I've grown no, enough. That's very interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also some part of me, which the guy that used to play football, and this happens at like it's the start of like every fall. It's like, man, I want to like hit somebody, you know? Oh my God. Me and Brooklyn have literally been talking about starting a fight club with each other. No, shut the <laughs> Dude, we're so rowdy. And sometimes we're rowdy, like, rowdy. Let's, let's just fucking fight. Yeah. 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 Obviously, we love each other, mm. but it'd be fun to like respectfully hurt each other. Sometimes. Yeah, violent, but not harmful. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of himsa in the mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, anyways. No, it's okay. It's totally cool. Yeah. So uh, you have these uh, these dimensions to you. And the one that I'll come back to another time is this job that you're trying to quit. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, what happened to the, <laughs> the housing market? That's okay. <laughs> So uh, tell people the position that you're in right now, like what your like occu- my life. occupation is. Oh, yeah. um, I'm an MLO. So if you want funding. Uh, less jargon. What's MLO stand This for? means that if you want funding for a home, mm-hmm. I would be the person you talk to, mm-hmm. run through some income, some credit, your debts, see if my company, my lender, would give you the financing to purchase a home. I see. So MLO stands for Mortgage Loan Officer? Yes. Roger that. And how did you get into that? COVID. (laughs) (laughs) I was going through a transition. I was breaking up with my ex of five years and needed Hmm. a job to move out of the house we lived in together. Yeah. And my friend hit me up and was like, hey, I'll put in a good word. And I was like, okay, fuck yeah. Let's get out of the restaurant industry and... Start like a career, I nice. suppose. So it was nice to like dabble in. I was like 23. Mm-hmm. No, I was like 22. Wait. I was about to turn 23. Um, nice. 
so yeah, I was like, I've got nothing to lose. So I got that job. Um, I was pretty successful at it for a while, but recently I've been very uninterested. Ah. And not so much the position itself. Like I work pretty closely with veterans. My dad's a vet, Marine. Mm. Um, so it's like the part of helping people I've always been interested in. And oh, I always yeah. like love doing that in all aspects. Um, so that's good, but I think it's more so just like the workspace and the stress of the market is coming to me with a time where I'm trying to focus on other aspects of my life. Okay. So it's very clear and like apparent, even in my body, that I don't want to be in that position at this time in my life right now. Would you recommend other young adults dabble in that field? Um, it's good knowledge to have. Like, I didn't know anything about housing or how it works, like financing, like if I ever wanted to purchase a home. Like, I didn't have any of that knowledge. Now I'm, like, licensed in all 50 states. Many states do things differently, too. So it's good knowledge to have. It's something that you could, like, stay successful in. I don't know if I would – if I was going to do it, which I still am probably going to come back to it, like my current two-year plan is – getting a position where I can just make money, less stress, and then traveling for a while, and then mm. coming back before I'm 30, and then settling down, maybe. Love that. I'm like, I'm fucking 26. Like, <laughs> late, if I don't do it now, late I'm not Late 20s do plans. It. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I would, if you're going to do it, if anybody is like me and doesn't really want a boss, like, just figure it out on your own. Like, mm. get, your, get your MLO, I'm going to get my real estate license, and then my brokers in two years hopefully yeah and that is a strong asset by the way like having the knowledge of what it takes to purchase real estate yeah nobody knows like no. you don't get taught that you don't even get taught how to do your taxes like, no there's so America. much America <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> be a conforming member of society that's yeah. what we need you to learn <laughs> <laughs> easy now you're gonna get put on a list <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd take my got nothing to lose yeah right <laughs> what are you gonna do take festivals away from me <laughs> do it i dare you now the government's gonna run another program <laughs> like uh mk ultra and they're gonna put you on the list <gasps> of people that they secretly dose and see what you do chris words are powerful what's that i said words are powerful words are powerful yeah. okay but continue oh are you saying that like because i said that jokingly that it might actually happen <laughs> no i don't i wouldn't take it that far it's i don't know it doesn't seem like such a bad thing frankly you know like uh, put me on a list to what I, well do you know about operation mk ultra uh briefly yeah a little bit okay gotcha so you know about the government secretly dosing people trying to see if lsd would work as like a truth serum or see what they would do mm -hmm. see if they could control people in that mm -hmm. fashion and then one of the branches in way that they went about it and the little knowledge that I have of it, because I'm not going to speak too much more on it because I really only have a little bit of knowledge, mm -hmm. is that people would go to like uh, brothels or like whorehouses and they would think that they would be getting drinks, but they would actually be getting dosed. Ugh. Right? I know. But when I heard that, you know, I thought to myself, hmm. I'm like, oh shit, getting laid on LSD. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> <laughs> right yeah it's probably the best <laughs> not too bad bro <laughs> i think it was the first time i've ever cried yeah like tears streaming from gotcha. my eyes yeah yeah it was the first time you took lsd 
No, like oh. orgasming on LSD. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, and then that led to the rest. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just a habitual thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Just kidding. Wait, maybe not. <laughs> no, nah, that's okay. That. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, but out of all like the fucked up things that the government has done yeah. to people, I'm like, <laughs> that ain't so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think of the interrogation tactics. Yeah. 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 Just, I don't know. Which, side note, my dad was supposed to be an interrogator. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They were only going to give him, like, a $20,000 bonus, and he had to sign another contract. Mm. Like, to be an interrogator? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know if that sound means that you would have taken it, or... No, that no. is not enough. Well, it depends. <laughs> it depends, like, what your heart can handle. I couldn't yeah. end up hurting anybody, you know? Mm. What? U.S. interrogation does not hurt people. To some degree. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, you, you said your father There's was a Marine? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're going to say interrogate people, but don't hurt them. No, they're going to say things, but mm -hmm. look at you different mm -hmm. to make you do something else. Uh -huh. But they're following their orders, you know? Wink, wink. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just following orders. Just kidding. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> And I just got put on a second list. <laughs> yeah. uh, I actually didn't know that. Your dad was in the Marines? Yes. He served in Desert Storm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. How many years? Actually, only four, which he miraculously, like, when he told me how he got out of the military, like, he was, I don't know how it happened. Nobody was leaving Desert Storm. Like, people were just getting sent in. Like, he got a note from his CO, his commanding officer, um, that said he was being relieved, which did not happen at the time. Like, he completely thought he was going to die there. And they didn't even have, like, adequate transportation. They didn't know how to get him back to the States or anything. So wow. he, like, hopped on some random wagon to get to an airport, to get to, like, an, I don't know, some type of storage plane so you can get back to the states but yeah his story is pretty crazy yeah no kidding it's like on the one hand i wonder if he did something like really dangerous i think it was more i don't know how this happened but his mother was she was just diagnosed with cancer and she was starting to pass um when he was relieved of service so i think something had shifted like in the cosmos, <laughs> for example, <laughs> that like led him to go back home to spend that time with his mother, which ultimately he ended up meeting my mother and started a family. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how much longer after that did he become a pastor? Ooh, he was a pastor probably when I was like, I want to say seven or eight. But he's very artistic, too. So his, his lessons were very cool because he would, like, form a pot on a spinning wheel, whatever it's called. Oh, really? Yeah, and, like, turn it into a lesson. But, yeah, he's a cool guy. Damn, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then he stopped being a pastor. Yeah, apparently they joined a cult by accident. But <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the cult? I don't remember. No? Mm -mm. Come on. And I blocked it off. Okay. I can't register. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what you saw me do on my phone there was I was looking up statistics from Desert Storm. Mm. Yeah. What were the stats? Tell me more. 
um, that off the top, and this was me looking at four sources, okay. that the uh, Iraqi combat deaths were between 10,000 to 12,000. Hmm. Yeah, um, some estimates say that Iraq sustained somewhere between 20,000 and 35,000 fatalities. Okay. Yeah. In comparison, uh, I'm seeing reports here that have uh, like 100 to <gasps> 200 casualties no. from the U.S. during Fuck that time. Yes. Yeah, the National Institute of Health said that uh, 154 were killed in battle. Yeah, it's quite a ratio, huh? That is super ratio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. So in, in terms of like <laughs> good, she said. Well, p- not bad, but I'm thinking inform like if my dad yeah. didn't abstain, like he at that point survived. he's you know the tip of the spear. Like yeah. they don't know how bad it's gonna get. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to expect. So right. it's like you can be in that mindset of like I'm here, I'm here to fight for my country, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, knowing that that was the outcome, my pa probably would have still been here. Probably, probably wouldn't have been my pa because he wouldn't yeah. have met my mom. But oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. I pro- oh my god, I wouldn't even be here. But maybe. I don't know. It's no. hard to tell. Are you from your mother's ovary or are you from your father's semen? What? Are you from an egg or from a sperm? Both. Okay. What do you mean? <laughs> the answer is obviously both. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is obviously both. But like mm-hmm. in a theoretical situation, it's like if your mom and dad never met, would you still exist? <sighs> Yeah, it's a fun one to think about. Don't think about it too hard. I would say with my father. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You are your father's daughter. I think if I was from my mother's, I would not be the person I am today. If I was with my father, Mm -hmm. then I think I would still be somewhat who I am. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Right on. So you do not have daddy issues. Uh, Congrats. There's there's a little bit of struggles, I think, for both of my parents. No. But I've, I actually talked to my mom. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so like kind of blunt, almost mean with my mom nowadays. Mm. I'm just like, you are an absent mother. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading a lot of like trauma books and like, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> like child shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she completely agrees. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly, like having that communication with her nowadays, it like helps our relationship, you know? Yeah, but. But yeah. Yeah. My dad was definitely the one who, like, showed me love as a child, though. Papa. Good old Papa. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, maybe less daddy issues than I have. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah? <laughs> she says with full confidence. I mean, I remember you saying something that I was like, hmm, yeah, mm. he does not like his dad. No, come on. Well, there was one time, yeah. yeah. What did I say? Do you remember? You can say it. It's okay. <laughs> or if you remember like in the ballpark of what it was well it was it was like <laughs> are you sure yeah definitely <laughs> come on okay it was like why you didn't want to like have children it was like just ending the bloodline with you oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay yeah that level of exposure that's good that's good <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> so if you're like stoked about your bloodline then you'd be like yeah i'm gonna advance this thing you're like yeah. nah, it ends I, with me it might be okay if it ends with me yeah i think so There's you can no, always change your mind i could that's, always that's fair. change my mind yeah that's for sure you know but uh as far as the 
uh, Zarnackis are concerned. Yeah. And, uh, Wait, so if you ever got married, would you take your wife's name? I've thought about that. Yeah, I've thought about that. In part because when I was born, I took my mom's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Are you still thinking about changing your name? I am. This is the year for me to do it 30. That was, that really? was, yeah, that that was, was what your... I thought to myself, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about shortening my first and last name. Like a simple I fix. I thought you were going to do one thing. What was one thing? Like a share. Like, like just a share? one name. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but I kept like, every time I introduced myself as Czar, people were just like, what? Yeah. Yeah, you know? And that way, I kind of identify or resonate with black women. What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me Red like that. Red flag, comedian! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but, you know, it's like, a, it's a last, it's a name that people say what, or like they don't know how to spell, or it gets butchered, right? So, I, yeah, and whenever it, when people find out that like my first name is Chris, they don't even call me Zara after that. They call me Chris. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. Just easier. I know. So I exactly. So like, should I drop that? I don't Wait. think so. Do you but have a I could name? drop the Topher part of Christopher and just be Chris Zar. Yeah, I do. What is my middle name? Wait. I'll tell you off the air. I don't think I should say it. <laughs> no, no, yes. but this is like public information. I don't think I should say my middle name on the air. Why? Because. Uh, it's an answer for fucking security questions and shit. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> no. All right, I'll tell you. Can you sign language it to me? I wish I could. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Okay. Um, some people might consider this name to be Jewish because Ooh. it's Old Testament. Okay. <clears throat> and Jacob. Uh, is the name of a king. Yeah, that could be. King... You can say it on the mic. Um, no, I'm gonna be. Ba- I'm terrible at guessing names. Okay, gotcha. Just tell me later. Uh, David. David. Yeah. Christopher David. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christopher David. <laughs> David. I'm in trouble. How did I not know this? Hmm. That's wild. Yeah. What's my middle name? Think of the Bible. <laughs> Think of my first name. I, I, yes, Hannah. I got your first name. Okay. Does that mean I know what your What did Hannah name? have? In the Bible? Yeah, Hannah was barren. I wasn't that well read in the Bible. Okay. Yeah, my father wasn't a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know like Romans and shit, but yeah, I'm pretty New Testament, frankly. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, what, what's your middle name? Now that we're here? <laughs> faith. Faith. Hannah had faith. Oh. Hannah was barren. My mother gotcha. was barren. Or technically, she was supposed gotcha. to not have kids. Yeah. And when I hear Faith, I think Hill. Faith? Oh. Uh, yeah. Faith Hill, dude. She's a rock star, man. She's one of the one of the good ones. I think so. Anyway, I don't know. I don't actually know either, <laughs> so I'm, I'm leaning on yeah. you for this Yeah, one. country star. That's okay. Wait, no. country? No, two thumbs down. Two thumbs down? Two. Dang. You from Tucson and two thumbs down the country. Thank God I left before all those people like started going to Country Thunder and shit. Yeah. Like if my friends were going to Country Thunder, <laughs> it just hits me different. I was literally having a conversation yeah. with this person the other day. He's like, why don't, why don't you like reggae? And I'm like, there's just something about the actual, 
I don't know. Like the the instruments that are used feel like they should be at a different tempo, but they're not. So it's like this. Uh, mm. I don't know. It just doesn't sit well with me. Same country. It's okay. Not all music has to resonate with you. You yeah. know, you can be a racist against Jamaicans and rednecks. <laughs> That's not the case. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Just kind of getting on a roll here. You're like, she's not that great of a person. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's it's okay. Um, especially since like you you dabble with weed. You're not like a total pothead, I think, but you're open to cannabis. You know, you consume it every now and then. Yeah, every now and then. Does that mean you have to like reggae? No. You're from Tucson. Does that mean you have to like country? No. Yeah, yeah. People are surprised when they find out that, like, I gotta have a country cut. A country cut? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's a lane of music that I have in country that I sing and dance to. No. I do. Yeah. It's not anything really modern, frankly, but yeah. Enough so that way, a friend of mine, like, he wanted to have one of his birthday things at Moonshine. And we were singing and dancing. And he's like, oh, that's, I forget. You you lived in Marietta, huh? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you're an East boy. Well, yeah. Northeast boy. Yeah, Marietta isn't technically San Diego, which I feel like at some point I might get called out for, you know? Do you say you're from San Diego? Yeah. Yeah, I was born here. My father never left. I was here every other weekend. Hmm. Yeah, it's not like I really left San Diego. I was here every summer. <laughs> yeah um lucky you uh-huh uh, I, yeah kind of i wasn't like by the beach san diego you know my father he's east county san diego mm-hmm. he's he was a la mesa guy yeah and and being a, a union guy do always have to work during the day so what i do during the day while he was at work does he have a pool no <laughs> he has a garage <laughs> um did you learn an instrument <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you think my father would want me to learn how to play an instrument do you help yeah. him with work sometimes some he would want me to a lot of the time i was only mildly interested in like cars and stuff like it sounds great goes fast <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh and it was i when i had my crv it was something that I had to work on and I was living with him. And like, that was the thing that I actively did with him, knowing that it's something that him and I can come to the middle yeah. on. So I learned a lot from that. I'm glad I'm handy in that way. Um, but while he was away at work, I mostly uh, watched cable movies and um, every once in a while I'd try to find his porn collection. <laughs> Did he have one? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes like he'd like... Like magazines or tapes? Uh, DVDs, yeah. DVDs. Uh-huh. I'm going too far. <laughs> no, I know. Tapes? Yeah. Uh, DVDs. Yeah, not, yeah, not VHS. Yeah. The first one so that I found... So what year was that? Early 2000s? Uh, yeah, yeah. Early 2000s, yeah. What was the porn like? <laughs> Well, the the first porn that I discovered, and I don't know if I was meant to discover it because it was kind of left out in like plain view, was a lesbian porn. Yeah. Classic. Classic, right? And frankly, I think that's a good place to start. <gasps> Wait, we talked about this we did. before. We yes, did, but I haven't talked about it on air before. That's a great place to start. It is. And why is it a good place to start? 
And she, I asked her that as she took a sip of her June shine. So I'll <laughs> fill in the blank. I feel like it's a great place to start because it places for a man who watches lesbian porn a an early idea for a desire to please a woman and to have that be like fixation is kind of a strong word but to have that be like a primer level fixation that when this act is going on the thing that you really are into the most the thing that you care about the most Mm -hmm. is how good you're making her feel and at this point when you're watching that level of porn there's no cock involved (laughs) <laughs> right so it's like so you're like what can i learn yeah, here? yeah it's like how do you how do you go about this um so frankly i think that that was that if it was intentional pops i think that's a cool thing for you to do if it was unintentional <laughs> like, it was yeah it was a cool thing for it to happen yeah because uh the porn now <laughs> it's a dude it's a different league it's a completely different league. Like, if there was someone that watched porn for the first time and they were like, they just clicked on the first porn star, they were like, "All right, Abella Danger," you know, and they were like, saw the stuff that was at the top of that. I'd be like, "Whoa, bro! Whoa, that is." I like almost want to look. I haven't looked at porn in like months. Oh, okay. I don't even know if she's really number one, but she tends to rank number one what towards is the top. Abella Danger. Abella Danger. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's stud. <laughs> <laughs> How so? Uh, well, I, her legs and ass, man, they they look strong. They, yeah, yeah, they look strong as fuck. She fit girl. She's a fit girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, she throws it down. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, she her her throat game <laughs> <laughs> is deep. We'll, we'll put it that way. Is that her yeah. niche? Uh, I think her niece, her niche is mostly like, um, I want to say like, uh, like high level of intensity. It's, Mm -hmm. it's definitely not like calm, soothing, like slow, sensual porn for the Mm. most part. Yeah. For the most part, it's like, uh, she's got a lot of like Dom energy to her. Yeah. Yeah. She does a lot of top level stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We, we like that. We like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, so she tends to rank towards the top. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Riley Reed. Well, like. Wait, I've heard this name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I think what people like about her, if I were to guess, <laughs> is that um, at least in her performance, she has a lot of enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Like she seems like she has like a lot of joy with what she's doing as she's doing it. And I. Riley, if you hear this and you want to do a podcast, <laughs> I would love to host you because I would love to pick your brain and see like how much of that was acting, which I'm sure there's a degree of it that is. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're performing. That's for sure. Um, and then how much was something that like you really enjoyed, you know, because having third degree relationships to people that work in that industry and some people that work adjacent to that industry, so like Chatterbait, that type of thing. Um there's some people which actually really enjoy what they're doing as they're doing it. And they love the fact that they get paid a lot of money to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's like when with Riley's work, she definitely seems to have that. And I think that's why she ranks towards the top. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. When she does. People can feel it. Uh huh. Yeah. They yeah. definitely can. Cause like you compare her to somebody like say Adriana Chechik and that girl. <laughs> yeah. I think her actual caption in her profile is uh the nastiest slut in porn 
<laughs> and they're right i know which is like clay but like you watch your stuff you're like yo like, yeah. bro <laughs> yeah man yeah yeah she for all of her stuff you're gonna need a towel oh my god <laughs> that's for sure it's it's about yeah yeah it's about to get crazy and um <laughs> as somebody that like looks or like the feeling that i have towards porn stars is the same feeling that i have towards athletes what yeah i get like a little bit starstruck about them that's like, funny because I, I was literally thinking like as you were speaking i was like i want a favorite porn star but that, <laughs> like you know you think of like your favorite athlete yeah. for example mm-hmm. but yeah continue yeah no, no you're you nailed it <laughs> yeah straight up yeah um if i was more in tune with like awards or stats or that type of thing i don't even know if they run <laughs> statistics uh when it comes to that it they, would be, should. they should man they, yeah they, they really should i think it'd be cool it's like um, customer surveys at the end of the videos. Yeah. And like my guy friends, they think it's funny that when I watch porn, I don't go by like category. Sometimes I'll just see like what's new, what's out there, what's recent. But usually my go-to is to, you know, to go to the rankings. What do you, what do you search? Uh, no, I go to porn ranking? stars. I click on porn stars. Yeah. Uh, and uh, And then there's like another button that says trending. So I'll click on that one. Like, all right, America. <laughs> Who have you been into lately? Yeah. And then, yeah, seeing new people pop Wait, up is pretty cool. Did you see it? I think it was in Ohio. Was it in Ohio? You talking about the girl that got gangbanged by cops? No, oh. Chris. <laughs> Take a step back, Sorry. okay? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> no, I'm talking oh. about how, like, you have to, like, you can't watch porn. Like, you have to put in your driver's license in the state now as of, like, three weeks ago. Oh, yeah, in Utah. Was it Utah? Yeah. Of yeah, course. Yeah. I know, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did not see the gangbang video with the cop, by the way. That's a little too much for me. Wait, is that like a real thing? Or yeah, that's yeah, a real thing. Yeah, video. that's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know, right? Okay. Yikes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, yeah. And the reason why I know that was in Utah was because somebody shared that the woman that was speaking, because she would do like a disclaimer video beforehand to let people know that you have to, let people know what your age is before you do this, yada, yada, yada. And the woman that did that is actually another one of my favorite performers. <laughs> Her name's, uh, I think it's Sherry. C-H-E-R-I-E. Cherry? Sherry? I like Cherry. I like that one too. Uh, DeVille. And in terms of like, in the category of MILFs, she's probably like all time. Yeah. Is she actually a MILF or is she just older? Uh, is she actually a mom? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know. If you want to come on my podcast, <laughs> you're also welcome. I think you do excellent work. And I would love to know if the passion and intensity you show on film has any sort of realism to it or if it's all just performance. Yo, yeah. Being the child of a porn star, what a way to grow up. I feel like I could be cool with that. But you wouldn't be cool with that as you're a child and not knowing the things that you know and the ways that you've learned. I don't you know. You could be cool in that with an old age, an older age, but you're not old. But uh, you're like, you just turned 30. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but like growing up when you don't know better and like people are, you're just so impressionable and people are telling you shit about your mom <laughs> and or dad. Yeah. Actually. Ugh. Yeah. Like if your dad was a porn star, would it be as. No, exactly. Then yeah. That's what you're thinking. It's like, dude, your dad's hung. <laughs> <laughs> people already think like my uncles. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. 
<laughs> yeah, we don't have to go down that road if you don't want to. Yeah. But in response to that, yeah, I don't know. I've, mm-hmm. The way that I feel about porn stars that I just communicated something that I've naturally felt for a long time. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I got a different relationship with people being promiscuous, let alone being promiscuous and industrious. You know, it's like I feel good about those two things individually. And then you put them together. And I'm like, you go. Good job. <laughs> you know, like, I hope I hope you feel good. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is really cool to be able to tap, like, to, to take over that kind of space and, like, succeed, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure it's not, like, everything that's cracked up to be. You yeah. know, like, I've heard some some daunting stories about, like, the reason why women will do anal scenes because they get paid so much more for it. Which I don't understand, by the way. If if I see that in the tagline for a porn, I'm like, I'm that's not for me. That's not. <laughs> I'm not the audience that you want for that. But uh, and then because of that, like they pursue the money and then the health problems that come with doing that for so long or getting sick because they did ask to mouth. You know, it's like, bro. Like the repercussions. Yeah, man. And like, dude, that's getting sick septically. God, man, because a director told you to, and maybe, and for some people, it wasn't even something that they originally signed up for, but then they're on set, and then they get told that they have the bonus, and so they don't have time to really think it through, and then they have to deal with the consequences afterwards. Like, fuck, man. That doesn't seem cool. That doesn't seem cool at all. Yeah, there's a lot of shit to go through with that type of industry, I'm sure. And dating, man. Yeah, like, somebody finding out that you work in that industry, I'm sure for some people, that's a hard no. I know. Right? Wouldn't be for me, but. I know. Yeah. It's definitely got to filter through to find your person. It's <laughs> <who's> like accepting <laughs> those things. But realistically, I mean, I don't know. You guys aren't accepting of a whole lot until they're older, too. What do you mean? Mm, never mind. Come on. Nah. You already started? No. Go for it. Okay, give, give at least one follow-up to that. What do you mean by that? Um, Just, I think mature, girls mature more than guys. So, mm-hmm. I think I've like... Yeah, I think majority of my experience with like long-term relationships, it's always like, unfortunately, more insecure people. And like dealing with that. Oh, I see you know, and yeah. if you were in that type of industry or even like a stripper or anything, there's no A way, woman who works no in that industry being with an insecure guy. Or just like being okay with like your sexuality or like, yeah. hey, I, I do look nice sometimes. Like mm-hmm. embodying that rather than like being told not to. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you and I are probably a deviation or two from the norm <laughs> 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 on that one. Yeah. Um, maybe a little West Coast, certainly I'd say. And the reason why I say that is because of being around these military folk, leading these yoga teacher trainings for mm-hmm. mostly U.S. veterans at a ratio of probably like 95% are U.S. Mm-hmm. veterans. They come from all kinds of places in the U.S. And they have all type of different backgrounds, beliefs, and that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll hear certain things like how there's certain ways in which they want to be submissive to their husband which they will acknowledge as being controlling but something that they like doing and are willing to do 
And I'm like, it doesn't have to be that way, you know? Mm. Yeah. Like take, for example, one of my students was mentioning how her husband wouldn't allow her to work for a little while. And she had, she had the time, she had the credentials and he was just like, no, I don't want my wife working. And so the look on your face is like, <laughs> I'm like, hmm, triggered. That's... <laughs> oh gosh. I couldn't tell if that was all like, I want to find one of those <laughs> or if it was like triggered. It's more so just like, you're not yeah. telling me what to do ever. Right. And that's like, that's how like I felt about it. And so the woman that she was having a conversation with turned to me and said, mm -hmm. coach, like, would you tell your wife not to do that? I'd be like, you kidding me? No, absolutely not. She's like, really? Why, why not? And I was like, that sounds kind of like Middle Eastern, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't want you to work. I don't want you to drive. <laughs> drive. Yeah. Whoa. I know that one's crazy too, right? I don't want you to be educated. I'm like, what man would want a woman he who want a wife? He wants a puppet. Yeah, don't do that, bro. Ah, and I don't even get the intrinsic desire between. But again, even having him, that like having that type of like mindset that comes from somewhere else that didn't know better. That come, yeah. He probably doesn't even know better. He's just. He's not thinking individually what he wants. He's no. just thinking of. I would love to know what he's thinking because. Yeah. I could imagine that maybe there's like a little point of pride that maybe he has that's like misguided where he's like, honey, I want to provide for you in a way where you don't even feel the need, desire to want to work. Like, do you want to work because you feel like you're not being taken care of enough? Like mm -hmm. I'm doing everything. Do you need me to do more? Or is it actually just control? Right. And I, I would, I would want to know. I'd, I'd love to mm -hmm. ask him. Yeah. I don't know his name, but you're invited on the podcast too, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that is the cool part about like my job too right now because i'll speak to people from everywhere mm -hmm. and like seeing even the way that they speak to me like the norm of like somebody calling me miss or like ma'am or somebody calling me like babe or sugar mm -hmm. like it's it's just different honey <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of my favorite clients his name is randy <laughs> I still call him to this day. We don't. We're not even doing anything. But I'm, like, I'm like, Randy has a new baby. Oh, that's cute. He's like, Hey, baby. <laughs> He's like, she's good. We might need a new house soon. Oh, oh yeah. I'm like, let me know. I'll get you pre-qualified right now. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> In terms of uh, your dimensions, you have this uh, industrial side, which you've communicated as a mortgage loan officer, right? Mm -hmm. You're good at your job. You learned a lot of important things. And the reason why you went to that position was you had a breakup. You were striking it out on your own. And you had a lead on how it was you were going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And and somewhat of a reference because it was like veterans. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's like something that I could do to like, you know, almost give back to my dad in a way too. Or like people in respective communities like being a veteran. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's rad, right? Because there are people, and some of them are women, <laughs> who will um, just try to find a place to leech. And I led with people because 
there are a lot of guys out there who can be that way where they're just like, I want to find someone and I'm just going to pretty much depend on them more or less without depending on them. Some people get into codependent, toxic relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it ends up being really nasty. And so for you to have the, uh, the ambition at least to make it happen is, is really cool. And you have that dimension paired alongside with this, what I'll say as a holistic part of you where you care about your mental health, you care about your emotional health, you work on those two things actively, your physical health goes really without saying people out there can't see you. But if you did, you'd be like, yeah, uh, she's definitely tuned up in that department. And uh, so then you have that and then you have this uh, fun side to you too, this kind of going to festivals, being a five, five year burner, that type of thing. Um, do you feel like one, is there any other dimension that you would love to have included about you if someone were to describe you? And then two, when you interact with people, do they ever feel confused about maybe the somewhat conflicting identities? (laughs) You know, that's a great question because I met somebody recently and I didn't really know how to explain myself. Not that I needed to explain myself, but like even the setting that we met versus like our follow-up conversations and like even like daily check-ins or like whatever that looks like, it's all so different sometimes. Mm. Like if I didn't know myself, I'm just like talking about all these random things that I'm doing in my day-to-day or what I have planned. Um, like I would probably think this person is crazy or like, <laughs> like yeah. is lying to some extent. I don't know. It's just weird. I was reflecting on that pretty recently. Um, but as for some, like, yeah, I'm going to do a Murphy challenge <laughs> and I'm also going to consume mushroom chocolates <laughs> at the same time. Probably hey, not. I completed the Murph. You thought uh-huh. I didn't complete the okay. Murph. Okay. Oh, wait, hang on. No way to put the, the asterisk that's on that. You completed the Murph. I did. Uh-huh. I did well. Yeah. Did you do Murph. all the pull-ups? I modified it. Uh, you did. Yeah. There's the asterisk. What'd you modify? <laughs> so I modified the pull-ups because uh-huh. I honestly didn't even practice doing it on a band either. Like mm. I didn't, I wasn't going to a gym gym at the mm. time. Um, so I did, what did I do instead? I think I honestly did push-ups. Mm. Wait, push Push-ups is part of it, so okay, I don't think you did actually did do? push-ups. Oh, um, what is it? I don't know what this is. Uh, like pull-downs? Yeah, but like the whip ones. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's still kind of like uh-huh. lats and arms. Yeah. Um, so I did that instead. And then push-ups and squats. Gotcha. And then you just do the, the miles. Mm. So there's the answer. It's not too bad, right? Yeah. Not too crazy. Not a wimpy one, uh-huh. that's for sure. Right. Yeah. So, but you see the, the kind of the fun in like who you are as a character. And I hope this isn't the only time that you're on the podcast because <laughs> I think you have a, a, a lot of insight. I think you got a lot of wisdom and, you, and you're a fun person to have a conversation with. So if mm-hmm. you want to do this again, you certainly can't. But uh, yeah, just, I feel like given those dimensions to you, you're right. It's really hard to, you said, uh, describe yourself, but like introduce yourself. Like, how do you begin? And then how do you, like, layer on? <laughs> yeah, like, if yeah. I met somebody at a club or something, like, in a party setting, they mm-hmm. probably wouldn't and 
like think about my actual like I'm a pretty good person <laughs> like, like I have a good heart I'm like caring and yeah. stuff like I'm much more of a softy than just being crazy you know mm-hmm. yeah um, or if someone like met you at work they wouldn't know yeah exactly they <laughs> wouldn't know how yeah yeah feral I guess <laughs> just kidding yeah she's a little wild that's all, all right. she goes to burn you know what do you expect what do you expect yeah um before we leave this podcast uh give us a Give us one good burn story. Hmm. Yeah, asking this in part because like I've n- I've never been the Burning Man, and I feel like for me it's a uh, it's like a pinnacle one. So it's one that I'm gonna do when when I'm very sick because I feel like it's like an apex. It's not even really a festival. It seems to be more than that. Um, but for somebody that hasn't been, you know, what's a what's a good story? What's it like? Mm-hmm. Well, one of my favorite nights last year, or favorite times last year, like, there's just so much that you can do. Mm-hmm. But me particularly, something that just, like, felt like it sat well in my heart. It was, I I completed my shift um, for one of the big fires. I think it was actually the fire of the man. The man happens on Saturday night. The temple burns on Sunday. Okay. So, I completed my shift we put everything away, and I told my friends I was going to meet them at this camp called Ego Trip. It's one of my favorite camps. So I go to Ego Trip, or no, I go to Fluffy Cloud, which is an art car, hmm. um, meet my friends there, and we continue on going to other places throughout the night. Eventually, we split up maybe around like 4 a.m., and then I can't actually know, probably like 5, because the sun was going to start to come up soon. <laughs> So we By the split way, up. folks, her battery is unmatched. <laughs> she really doesn't need to sleep. <laughs> Go <Apparently>. on. <laughs> um, and then I, I ventured off and I like did my own thing and it was so enjoyable. Mm. I like just rode my bike into deep playa. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, if I keep riding, I'm probably going to run into Mind Warrior, Robot Heart, whatever, and just like continue partying and go meet some people. Um, but I didn't find either of those art cars. And I just bounced around from different art installations by myself. And I was just climbing on things. Mm. And, like, a lot of the art you can either read about or there's something you'll notice. Like, why is this art piece there? And how does it pertain to, like, even the theme of the burn or what it's meant to represent? Mm. So, yeah, that was probably one of my my favorite nights. Just climbing on things. And then I went back. Into the sunrise and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Like you're riding deep playa into the sunlight, into the sunrise. Yeah. That's sick. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just orgies and drugs, huh? No. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> Happens. Unbelievable. Simultaneously, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, does it not happen? <laughs> no, it's a beautiful event. I've never felt more like just at home at peace like if the world ran the way that the community does there like we would be a much different place hmm yeah you're thinking of the crazy parts you're thinking Mm. about like the orgies and the drugs but realistically (laughs) like the principles of it like it's you're meant to carry those into the world to change the world nice yeah those principles being i mean radical self-reliance just like the way that you like first off there's no money at Burning Man. Like, I think that's one of the coolest things ever. Like, it's all just gifting. Like, they're not even a barter system. Like, you don't say, oh, I'll give you this and you'll give me this. Like, that is a no. It's like you give to give. Hmm. 
and no matter what the playa provides, like you can go there with absolutely nothing except the clothes on your back and you'll survive. Damn. Mm -hmm. That's sick. That is really cool. Yeah. That concept of a gift economy. I had that introduced to me while playing a game of settlers of Catan <laughs> and that game is plays way differently when that happens and yeah. something crazy does happen. Honestly, there is a lot more abundance and it feels good to give. It doesn't it does. feel good to have scarcity with your dollars. Like yeah. Like trying, like determining if something is of its worth. It's like, no, I'm giving because mm -hmm. this feels good. And I know not even, I know where I expect to receive. It's like, I am good. I'm set and <laughs> things will come when they need to. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, play Catan, if you do play Catan, play that way <laughs> once. See what happens. You'll notice some Literally similar results. Yeah. Although it, it's okay. You don't have to. But uh, um, for those that do play pretty frequently, you'll play it once. You'll be like, oh, wow, that was fun. And then you'll probably go back to the way that you were playing. <laughs> you'll, <laughs> there's something about like competing. I think that uh, is in the spirit of nature. Right. You know, it, it's not just humans. It goes across the board with all species. They built, you know, competing. Um, and I think that on a higher level, on like an egalitarian level, it's a great thing to inject. If for nothing else, at least in the context with what you just described, which was to have a day or a week of just the contrast and be like, this is how it could be, folks. Mm. <laughs> like yeah. you could have this much love. You could be the self-reliant you could look out for other people in this way too mm -hmm. and um that's a good reason to go to the burn yeah coming back is always an adjustment <laughs> it's like fuck i gotta go to this job right now this job <laughs> where's the art man <laughs> like people i can't just wave at people in the gym <laughs> that's weird okay. yeah i know especially if you were in like new york or something too be like get oh. the fuck out of here what are you looking at mm, mm, exactly. yeah. so i've been ending these uh early episodes in a way that's a tip of the cap to yeah. a comedian that um i'm a big fan of and that i model myself after a little bit i can't quite speak as fast as he can i'm not from the midwest and i don't have red hair <laughs> so in all those ways i obviously can't equate to him but his name is andrew centino he has this whiskey ginger podcast that i've been listening to for a long time and so andrew if you hear this i love you man <laughs> you're invited also <laughs> yeah you're invited also <laughs> and i thought what you said in your cheeseburger special was awesome um those that watch it, you know. But ending this a la Whiskey Ginger Podcast, you're going to pretend like there's a camera over my right shoulder. And you're going to look oh, at yeah. that camera. Like <laughs> you're going to look at that camera and uh, any word or phrase that comes to mind that you want to use to end the episode <laughs> is, uh, is what you're going to do. So take a moment to think about it. And when you're ready, look into that camera. And Wait, I have two. Okay. I literally don't know where this came from. Actually, wait, do I have to say now? You can say both. What's the first one? Actually, I don't know if they're appropriate. Okay, one is ka-chow. Literally, cars just came into my head out of nowhere. <laughs> and then the other one was this meme that says, like, mother, I crave chaos. <laughs> <laughs>